the hockey's back, folks, and so is episode 23. Well, episode 23 is not back, but two <laughs> minutes for chatting is back. And oh, that is back for a third time. We've got a, yeah, third try. <laughs> behind the scenes, we'll maybe release a behind the scenes uh, clip of the, the past two attempts trying to record this. Um, but we've got a bumper edition coming up. Two, two hockey games to cover. A daft section in the middle, and then some league and team analysis and predictions. So going straight into the the games at the weekend. Uh, Clan lost three 0 to Fishtown Penguins, or Penguins, I should penguins, say. I, yeah. What were your overall thoughts on the game? What were my overall thoughts? Uh, I will say that I mean starting off, you're kind of going in. Seem you know obviously the same people are there and, uh, singing the same songs, but with the word Glasgow attached to it instead of Brayhead, and the music was pretty much the same as it has been for the last uh, four years or whatever since we've had the the new DJ. But I guess the music was still the same even before that, so not much has changed there. So it just kind of felt like it was the same sort of thing that was that was going on in terms of. The actual performance, I thought, I thought were really good, um, especially against a team of that that caliber. I feel like it, we kind of ran them close, I would say, or closer than I, I probably expected. We were kind of sitting next, well, I was going to say next to each other, but just behind each other on the night, and you could see their quality, as you pointed out on on the power play and stuff. They were just uh, just well drilled and well organised uh, but I think you know from the, like, the third goal that they got I felt mm, was maybe a bit questionable in terms of I felt like they, they ran they ran Russell a wee bit and that wasn't called referees I mean I guess you know, that hasn't changed either just uh, calling for calling for anything it seemed at points I don't know if it was like on Sunday but it definitely seemed that way on Saturday in terms of standout performances, obviously I like Russell and Nets. I thought he was I thought he was superb on Saturday. Uh, did really well, coped well. Other than that, you would probably say Connolly looked like he had great work ethic, uh, as well as Tansky, and then obviously your Pitt and Becca probably slightly quieter than I would have liked, but you see already just the difference from last year in terms of going forward and chances that can be created and stuff. What was your thoughts on the night? Yeah, I'll echo, echo a lot of that. I thought that the the main theme, obviously I'll come to Sunday in a wee bit, but the main theme of the weekend was special teams because there was <laughs> hardly any five-on-five five time, really, that I can yeah. remember strongly. F- for a pre-season game, it's it's probably not ideal trying to get get the shape and the lines and stuff together when you've got some guys who are hardly even getting out on the ice because it's just all special team-based. But I thought, yeah, um, the scoreline was probably just about right. They, they were... Clearly, I think superior. Although we did compete pretty well, yeah. just in general, that 
the penalty kill itself was good, but you could just see that the quality and stick handling stuff that they had, the amount of possession that they had in our zone, not only on the power play, but uh, on those kind of short five-on-five periods, must have really uh, tired Clan out. But I think, yeah, Connolly stood out as a effective player for us, a guy that you wouldn't want to play against, and that's what we remember from last year. Uh, so hopefully he can continue that. Yeah, I like the look of Tyson Wilson. I thought he was quite quite composed. Uh, he also got a fair bit of power play time, so maybe Pete Russell sees him as more of an offensive guy than just the initial sort of stay-at-home potential thought that we had. Uh, Tansky looked, looked good, lots of energy, again, as we thought. Um, but there'd be a special mention to, I think, is it Lewis Baldwin? Is it Lewis? Yeah. Uh, the guy we've got on a, a two-way deal with Solway, I thought, given the opponents, uh, that being his first game as well, I thought he looked really good, really sharp for a, such a small guy and got in about it. Defensively. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree. Just, they didn't seem phased at all. Just slotted in comfortably. Yeah. Um, on the, the penalty stuff, a couple of them maybe... Obviously, you're going to get more penalties at the start of the season for a number of reasons. You know, people getting used to what the referees are going to call. I know there's some new rules that came into play, um, but you know, referees are maybe told to clamp down on certain stick infractions and stuff. Uh, but there's still one or two daft ones that you you want to get rid of, because um, they they will no doubt cost us certain players more than others, but. Yeah, we'll see how that develops in competitive games. Yeah, as I said, penalty kill looked looked pretty good. Um, I don't know, did we concede a power play goal? I'm not sure we did. But then, mm-hmm. sort of sure. things that we'd started to talk about with the shape and the different power play units. Looks like Stannis is going to get a lot of ice time uh, in general. You know, he, he was on the point a lot of the time in, from that power play um, and also just remember him being on the ice a lot obviously influenced slightly by the fact that we didn't have any Travis Earhart in there who'd have probably shared the load with him but Stannis looked quite good give or take he did one of the goals was I think he played it straight to to their man didn't he yeah from behind no, the I, was, net. I was going to bring that up yeah but yeah for, for having no no Earhart, no Grattan, regardless of what he's going to bring. Um, and Gary Russell starting in goals. As you say, Gary Russell was very good. Still waiting on that uh, traditional error, uh, which was great he didn't make it. But perhaps a, a slight concern that Rumpel's injured already. Hopefully he's not, uh, you know, like a, a chocolate hairdryer in terms of injuries. Open, but um, big. It just it does show that you know Russell is one of the better backups in the league, and as we as we've seen over the weekend, he can step in and and uh, do a good job for us. Um, so just in terms of obviously I wasn't there on Sunday, so um, what were your what were your thoughts on on that game on Sunday night? 
Sunday, Sunday seemed to be spoiled even more by penalties. Uh, it was just frustrating by the end. I don't know the, the exact number of power plays, but the first period particularly, I remember, there must have only been about two or three minutes of five on five. Referees calling all sorts. The game in, in particular, I thought we were again quite good in parts. We probably had more opportunity in front of goal, you know, kind of clear-cut chances than we did on Saturday. But one of the things maybe to think about is we, we want to really be taking a few more of those chances than we did. But as cliched as it is, you, you'd rather be having chances and, than not. Um, but just with yeah. the, the point production that we'd gone through before, knowing that we have, it was slightly disappointing to only see one goal over 120 minutes. The goal was a bit of a kind of stuffy one at the back post, I think, as far as I remember. Um, I guess a plug to our analysis is that our man to watch, one to watch, Bierum was the, was the guy to get it. Um, but I thought he was he was better on the Sunday than on the Saturday, starting to get into it a bit. Um, Connolly got man of the match. I thought he was very good again. So positive. You never you never want to be hammered. You know, five ones a bit of a hammering. It kind of became a bit a bit of a turkey shoot. Is a turkey shoot the expression? No, whatever crab it is, crab shoot. Whatever. Yeah. At the end, I think Russell was kind of hung out to dry it in places. Guys getting shots away too easily, but you're hoping that's all ironed out. But yeah, positive. I mean, Nottingham conceded five to them as well, but of course they scored seven. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whereas we only got one, so... There's, there's not too much really detail to go into. I just think there's good stuff to be taken uh, and also maybe some slight areas of concern but we'll see yeah I think as well like, obviously they've they've only been training for the past sort of week together so it's it's difficult to sort of gain like a, a kind of rapport with, with other players over that time uh, and obviously as as you've said as well the other guys that are still to come in and obviously with Rumpel being out doesn't help uh, so, and the Ger- think, German teams as well have been been together for longer, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously, obviously that uh, the conversation you had with, with Craig Anderson as well. Yeah, I had a, I had a small vignette with Craig Anderson. Um, <laughs> I was just asking about players in the the Fishtown team who had played in the in the German Olympic team. There, there weren't any. But over the weekend, there there were a couple of wee connections to clan in, in both teams, which was quite cool. You had Eisenhut from Dresner, who played with Ingolstadt uh, when they were there. And also, one other name I can't remember, but uh, Peelmeyer, who had a... He played last night with a good beard, but he also had a brother called Timo, who was the other goalie. For Ingolstadt, a we a we triangle of connections there. It's always good, always good to have. Yeah, um, but no, so I think positive, mainly, uh, great to 
to be back and see some of these players and as you say like just having the likes of Pitt and Becker you know that more often than not things are going to happen so onwards and upwards on to next weekend which will be up to you to provide those match reports since Oof. I won't be there I know what's going to happen am I going to have to do it myself I'm going to miss two good games I think um, hopefully though we get at least one of Erhart or Grattanen and we'll see about Rumpel, I guess if he's if it's a precautionary thing I think if it's still there in any capacity of injury he'll just he'll play Russell again um, yeah I think so and, and that's that's fine Russell's shown that he can he can do it so no real yeah. problems there but it'd be nice to see for Rumpel to get some game time you know before going into the competitive stuff yeah no definitely I agree but in the same in the same vein obviously it's you want to make sure that he's completely healthy before throwing him in the pre-season game so uh, I think from that aspect you know probably just a, a wait and see job see what happens during the week and if he's fit to play then I think he will play yeah I just had a couple of general observations about the the two games not nothing specific uh, about the games themselves but just thoughts on the team um, taking chances was one I'd written but we've kind of covered that uh, hopefully that will come in time daft penalties although I'll blame the referees picking us for some of them but you know a couple like ones where Fitz is kind of skating after a guy and just has a punch at him or whatever he, for yeah. somebody who's supposed to be a, turned over a new leaf then that's quite frustrating but Again, we'll see. If he doesn't do it during the regular season, okay, but it'll start to get annoying if, if he does. I thought we'd kind of pinpointed Howlett before. I thought he looked as though he had a, a decent bit of ability, but I would say that he physically wasn't really able to compete with a lot of these guys. Um, and I, I know, I guess, Buesa was kind of the same last year. Um, although Buesa seemed to be a bit bigger in terms of stature but hopefully Howlett's played in the right situations and stuff and he's able to do show what he can do rather than these guys are just able to out-muscle him kind of thing I think that happened a few times at the weekend Yeah, it does look very very slight when you see him um, The thing I noticed about Tansky was he, he looked a lot taller than I thought he would be. Mm, yeah. And I don't know if that was just, you know, going on elite prospects or whatever, but it just it just seemed like you know, quite a quite a big uh, forward. And I don't think that was necessarily what I was thinking he was he was gonna be like. Um but obviously pleasantly surprised by by his performance. But um <clears throat> no, I agree like to your point about about Howlett, yeah. Uh, I do agree. I think Boessa was obviously still young, but he, you know he, he would sort of throw himself about and uh, finish checks and stuff. So um, don't know. It again remains to be seen with Howlett if you know he will develop over the season or not. Um, I guess it remains to be seen. But overall, you know, fairly fairly pleased with what I saw. Yeah, I thought that. Um... Pete Russell put a lot of faith in Jack Musel as well. He was played a few times on the power play 
he was, I mean, obviously we've seen stats-wise that he's quite a big guy, but he did look, you know, quite a, a physical player out there. Um, he reminded me a bit of just his face, not the way he plays yet, but Stefan Meyer, he looks a bit like him. Um, yeah. But no, he got a, a bit of power play time, which for the first couple of games is, uh, he's obviously seen something in him there. One th- other thing, not to be too negative, but uh, I think that hopefully that top line starts clicking with Pitt and Becca. Um, I've got my reservations about whether Peacock is good enough to be up there with those two, whether that will work. Obviously, hopefully it, it will. Um, but it's just because we've had this Becca Pitt Hammond thing. We need to find that right that piece for the jigsaw with those two. Assuming they stayed together. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think I think they both will. I think um, Becca and Pitt will stay together. I don't I don't particularly see uh, Peacock being on that top line uh, come the start of the season. I could be proved wrong, but I just I don't feel like he he gives you what what you need in a top line to be able to support Pitt and Becca and sort of get on the same wavelength as him and and that's why I think, you know, players players like Conley or even Helis to an extent you would say could be on the same sort of wavelength and just sort of providing the the right work ethic for for them. Yeah, we said last week, I think, that they might throw Peacock in there, uh, which he obviously has at the start, but I think when you when you see it, um, he's not, you know, with all due respect, he's just not quite at their level, I don't think. So whether it will work or not, we'll see. But yeah, plenty to change. I mean, I think, yeah, Connolly looked very good. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure you'd want to top load that first line too much. I think it's nice to have Connolly separate from those two, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we can change it up as well, a bit like Cardiff do, or have done in the past with airlines, and so it's not just the kind of same yeah, be flexible. stale kind of lines. As long as they're sort of providing points on a regular basis, then why not? Absolutely. Um, so, I guess just briefly on the the upcoming games next week then uh, based on what you've what you've seen this weekend uh, you hoping for maybe a wee a wee cheeky win <laughs> I'm hoping for a wee cheeky win uh, I think another another weekend practice and uh, perhaps switching up the lines and as you say hopefully get one of if not both Grattan and uh, and Earhart and along with perhaps Rumpel back to give him some game time and I'm um, hopeful of a wee, a wee win. Maybe Cameron Burrow resort back to his uh, start of season performances from from last year and maybe he's a wee goal to start. Yeah. I think the a, an honourable mention has to go to a guy with a brilliant name in Fishtown, Maxime Fortunus. He was like a I was going to say a good Cameron, but he's not quite the same. Uh, but just because he got the man of the match and we noticed him quite a lot, uh, I looked a wee bit into him. Uh, and he had, just last year, got some recognition for having played a thousand professional games. Um, 800-odd AHL games, so uh, 
I didn't expect him to be 35, that's why I looked further into it. Uh, so, a bit of a veteran, but definitely a, a quality player. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, who was the other guy? The, was it Alex Friesen? No. Yeah, it was Alex. It, yeah, yeah, I think it was Alex. The guy that I thought was someone else. But another great name, I suppose. Especially for ice hockey. Definitely. Yeah, he looked good as well. I think he's just signed for them as well, so he'd be looking to make an impact. Oh, uh, right, but overall, I'm still pretty optimistic for, for the games coming up this weekend. Uh, again, it would just it would be good to get a win. Uh, at least one win out of, the, out of the two games, just to give us a bit of confidence. Yeah, just without even having looked at anything, I would expect uh, Budapest to be a bit more of a physical team than Stavanger, but uh, of course Budapest now play in Slovakian league, I think, they changed this year, so um, hopefully two different challenges. Both the German teams were very good, but relatively similar in terms of being that kind of not German efficiency, but uh, very kind of professional the way they went about things and good power play and and stuff. I think we might see a wee bit more. It'd be good to see a bit more kind of crash and bang stuff from a team since that's potentially more what you might see in the league from some some teams. But we'll see. It's unlikely that the teams in the league are going to be as good as Fishtown, I reckon. So we. Uh, well, actually, I can't take any credit. You had come up with a, a a new section just for a one-off section just for this week. I think it's uh, your turn to introduce it. Right, okay. Um, I don't really have a name for it, but <coughs> obviously it was to do with uh, Five Flyers signing announcements. Um Obviously, given the fact that everybody knows who it is beforehand, so I came up with something that sort of things that have more suspense or are inevitable more than a five flyers uh, signing announcement. So, like for for an example, if like if I go. Uh, like wondering if I'm going to see a dog when I go for a walk in the park or something like that. That's like your your five flyers. Incidentally, they uh, I guess just before we start when we're we're talking about that, <laughs> they they did announce another another two signings that were indeed inevitable, but um, one of which was kind of closer to home, and that that was Barry McKenzie. We kind of thought that might happen but um, now that it's officially announced what do you think he'll bring to them? Uh, you know he'll bring a lot of um, a lot of buzz and sort of, he'll get the fans going up there um, he'll give you 100% every game like that's uh, that's for sure um, I feel like in recent years he's maybe tailed off a wee bit uh, in terms of performances, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a great season for him last year. Uh, it wasn't a great season for for most players, but um, but he does give you that sort of fourth line, chase the puck down, make a nuisance of himself, kind of, kind of player. Um, and you know, it was just sort of 
it was destined that he would end up with Fife, I think. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I reckon he's going to score first game against us. Nah, <laughs> uh, no, you've said it there. I don't think there's much more to add. Um, did a good servant for us, as we've covered before. Um, I think he'll go down, go down well with the Fife fans. So, good luck, but not against us, kind of thing. Yeah, so I guess my, my first Five Flyers signing announcement inevitability that we're going to see at least one more Fast and Furious movie every year until 2025. Right. So then what, what happens in 2025? Well, it depends what kind of state Vin Diesel's in. <laughs> gonna, they might just reboot the franchise and have uh, Jaden Smith in it or something. Yeah, maybe. Mission Impossible 2, they're kind of the same. They're yeah, quite yeah. They're quite up for it. Uh, yeah. Star Wars. A lot of film, yeah, yeah. Then also you've got uh, something that we quite often mention, although hasn't quite happened yet, but we've still got two games. Uh, so my second five flyers. <laughs> Inevitability is... Uh, the Gary Russell pre-season howler. <laughs> uh, that's, that's been harsh on him. He's had a good weekend. No, he has. And actually, I should give him more praise, and it's obviously only a, a kind of running joke, but yeah. he, he has been great. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, I, I mean, I went for going into Greg's and wondering if the pasties are going to be warm or not. The answer is obviously they're always cold. Pasties, sausage rolls. Sausage rolls, yeah. Sausage bean and cheese melts. They're up there for me. Steak bakes. Or literally just asking them what ones are hot. And they'll say, X X pasty has a bit of heat in them. Never do. Do you, just on that subject, if if they say, uh, we're just bringing it a fresh batch, it'll be five minutes. Are you one that's going to wait around? Or are you are you off? Are you taking a cold and heating it yourself? Or are you taking nothing? <laughs> uh, depending on time restraints. I would, I would probably be more inclined to just take the cold one because most of the time if I'm in Greg's, it's during my lunch break. So. Right. Uh, so f- from that, I don't want to be standing about for five minutes. So I'll just... I'll, opt to take the cold one and then heat it up yep. when I get back to work. Yeah. Are you are you in a similar situation like that? Not don't really oh. frequent Greg's. Uh, but when I do, I think I'd I think I'd be more of a I'll wait I'll wait for the hot ones kinda of guy. And then but, they're scalding though, so then you need to wait no, more for I know. Down. But then depending on logistics, maybe you've got a wee walk till you get back. By the time you get back it's Optimum temperature. It's it really depends. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, who thought that that would be linking Greg's and Five Flyers? <laughs> or uh, what about wondering if uh, the next Calvin Harris song will be a banger? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's true. Wondering. You know, wondering. You know what it is. Right. He's, uh, he does produce uh, some of the aforementioned bangers. Also wondering 
whether Ed Sheeran's next album is going to reach number one. <laughs> Wondering whether every every song from the album would be in the top twenty at the same time. Wondering so whether guaranteed. Wondering whether Partick Thistle are going to lose a game. <laughs> Wondering if uh, the UK will get a good Brexit deal. Or if the UK will get a, will get a, a decent Eurovision entry. Oh, don't even don't even get me started. No, nah, I won't. Don't don't even. I think that was it, really. I suppose you could have whether whether the sun will rise in the east and set in the west. Yeah, that's that's very that's a very serious one. <laughs> because you know, you already know that that will happen. Just like you'll know who's signing for Fife before they announce it. Yeah, so of course, that just on that, there there were some. Uh, pictures released. I think was it Aberté Uni that released the pictures from some sort of event. Uh, and Buesa was there, and Jordan Buesa, of course, in in full flyers kit. So, um, I'd be very surprised if he's not announced next. Aye, I would be very surprised. I think there's somebody else as well, was there not? Can't remember who it was. Yeah, um, one of the young guys from Edinburgh, I think, Callie Robertson, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because the, the announcement with Barry McKenzie was uh, Chad Smith, so, who I think's been there before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, mm. not. I mean, it's not not guys that will strike strike fear in, in the heart for when we play them, but um, we'll, I guess we'll come to fight in a minute. Uh, so, no spoilers there. But their their Brits have never been there strong point you could say um, mm-hmm. and you know I, w- I wouldn't say Barry McKenzie's a, an elite Brit so maybe a wee bit more of the same from them but we'll see yeah. just before we, we go through the teams I thought I'd just have a, a quick minute on how some of them fared uh, over the weekend and last the results we didn't really uh, mention that but a few teams were in action uh, yep. So last, I don't know if last week we mentioned the Nottingham Cardiff friendly results, but if we did, uh, I think we did. Okay, we did. So won't go through them. Uh, so we talked about the Aladdin Cup and all that. That's true. Yeah. So we also had said that Sheffield had had played that weekend. So just mm. then, this weekend on Saturday we had. Um, Cardiff or a Saturday Sunday game against HK Poprad from Slovakia. Uh, they won three two on Saturday and then uh, lost five four on Sunday. So quite an even series there. Nottingham were doing the opposite of us in terms of fixtures. Uh, they beat Dresner seven five on Saturday and then they also beat uh, Fishtown which is kind of ominous for the league I guess uh, 2-1 on Sunday but Nottingham always start well I think so yeah, yeah. we'll see how that, that gets that pans out uh, and then Sheffield were playing Timra from the SHL good team they lost 2-0 on Saturday and 
4-1 on Sunday, so a wee cowrous, timorous beastie. Nah, that's good. absolute nonsense. Good selling, man. Uh, yeah, so it's good to have good to have the games back. I think most teams maybe have their first games this upcoming weekend. Um, so that'll be more of a gauge. But what will be the best gauge is this analysis that we are just about to go through. A nice wee segue there. It was good. I'd practiced that earlier. Uh, good. So the, the format that we're going to go with is uh, because, of course, this podcast has been aptly named Two Minutes for Chatting, we're going to have two minutes for chatting on each team. Or We'll go through each team. One of us will have two minutes. Then the other will have the final two minutes, which will mean four minutes per team. If that makes yeah. any sense. So it's a two plus two. It's a two Check. plus two, yeah. Check the head. Exactly. Uh, Halas would certainly have called it. <laughs> so, um, I'll submit a proposal for alphabetical order. That's uh, also what I've gone with, so it's me. Starting with Belfast, so um, I think you've got a wee bit more detail than me, so I might be more off the cuff, but that's the way it should be. Um, All right. You've we're we'll try and pick out guys to watch, maybe strengths, weaknesses, and then you've also thrown a a league position curveball mm. in the mix. So I guess I'll go with that as well. We'll see where we get to. Yep. I mean <clears throat> might even struggle to make two minutes for each of these teams, but it's true. Who knows? And that's why we do it. Do you reckon if we are struggling to make the two minutes, do you just pass over? Yeah. You can just say defer. Okay, right. I've got it. Defer. Um, so That's good. We're making this up as we go along. I've got a, a stopwatch here. Oof, right. Do I have a coin that I can toss live? I do. <laughs> and it's a two euro. Oof. It's a two euro, so... So what's, what's got, heads then? What does heads got, mean? You've got a two euro on one side and you've got an eagle, I believe, on the other. Um, Alright. So, if it lands on the two euro, you go first. If it lands okay. on the eagle, I go first. So, up goes the coin. Right, now wait a minute. How do I know that what you're going to tell me is what's actually happened? Because you'll have to trust me. Right. I would rather it was an independent adjudicator there, but we'll just have to go with it. It's landed on two euro. Ah, Of course it did. Which means you're going first. Right. Um, But I think that's an advantage in this case. Because by the time you're done, I'll be out of options. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where we get to. um, And we'll run through with this. It'll take us a wee bit of time, maybe. Depending on how good it is. Uh, we'll just so. say what we need to say. If we're running over, just interrupt me. If I'm going over to me, it's just interrupt me. Right, I will. Have you got a timer there for me so that you can interrupt uh, me? Yes, I do. Right, okay, so. Uh, starting off, first up with Belfast Giants. Your time starts now. 
Right, okay. So Belfast Giants, first team up. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to do this by strengths and weaknesses. Um, so I'll start off with the strengths. I think that Belfast uh, have added very well to their roster from last year. Um, a lot of tall guys, a lot of physical uh, guys that they've brought in, particularly in defence. I think um, the addition of uh, Curtis Leonard and Kendall McFall, um, a couple of young guys, 25, 26, but um, provide decent height and a bit of weight as well, so can put themselves about um, at the back, certainly. Uh, the building to kind of shore up that that defence, I think they were kind of they were leaking a, a fair bit of goals towards the end of the year last year. Um, I think they will miss players like Conley, um, Sylvester, and, and even Galakis to a certain extent. Um, they provided the majority of their points last season, although uh, obviously did have a lot of penalty minutes as well, so they'll maybe try to cut that out and be more disciplined. Um They've kept a number of key players, I think, um, and obviously added um, like um, Beskarvani as well in net. So um, if he can stay fit, he'll be really good. Um, in terms of weaknesses, not sure. Don't I mean it's difficult to say. I've not seen them play yet, but um, obviously the five out of six D men that are uh, left shot, like the clan, could potentially be a weakness but that's just remains to be seen in terms of key players I would say probably Patrick Dwyer I would point that out so I think in terms of Belfast uh, the weakness there just carrying on from what you were saying full on interruption there uh, I almost almost got away <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, fitness of their goalkeepers um, although I quite like going with that kind of tandem of keepers I think Murphy obviously a good keeper but has shown that he's uh, liable to the odd hamstring injury or whatever. Um, I think also, uh, as you've pointed out, potentially losing a few points from that lineup. Um, Sylvester Connolly, yes, but have they gone for more evenly balanced lines and spread out scoring? Uh, and. I will agree with you that I think their main man is Pat Dwyer. Experienced, a wee bit older, um, but he's going to be a, a top player, I think. Um, almost like a captain figure, but they've also retained uh, Blair Murphy. No, they've not. What's his name? Uh, Blair Riley. I mixed up two names there. Uh, I like him as a captain. I think he's a good a good captain so two guys there who can be leaders at, as along with uh, Adam Keefe so added well to last year maybe lost a few points uh, but I think strengthened at the back I like the look of the, the two young guys as you said so um, looking good your finish prediction for Belfast my finish prediction yeah. Adam down is finishing fourth I think you might be right there. Uh, although I'm going to sneak. We'll never know what 
what Sam's predictions were. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I know that's still counted in my fo- in my two minutes, but <laughs> since I asked you the question, uh, right, I'm going to sneak Belfast up to third. All right. Uh, don't know. I've just got a feeling about them. Uh, Cardiff Devils then. So I, yep. I think it's you to go this time. Me to go first. Yep. Right. Let's uh, fly in there. You're already thirty seconds down. Oh, did you have you started? Right. Okay. Uh, I've just continued shit. it. Right, okay, no. shit. Um, no, this is good, this is good. Uh, Cardiff have gone with the, the tried and tested core that they've retained. Um, solid at the back. I like Luca Forney, obviously, Richardson, um, Mark Lewis. Ben Bounds, I think, one of the top keepers in the league, backed up well by Murdy. Uh, and then some four or five solid additions. Potentially not keeping Hotham's a bit of an issue. Uh, as one of the, if not the top def- uh, defenseman in the league, so you could maybe maybe look at that as a, a slight weakness. But also, my the weakness I had was how long can the success with this group last? Uh, can they make it three? Who knows? Uh, my man, man to watch, new guy Tom Parisi, who they just announced yesterday. I think uh, a, a top draft prospect. Um, and I think this guy's going to light up the league maybe be your new Andrew Hotham Cardiff Devils finishing top next year Oof, nice nice and compact um, alright do you want me just to jump in there yep go right I'll go for it you're already uh, three seconds down <laughs> ok I'm just going to go down the same route as before we'll go strengths and weaknesses Uh Obviously, the strength is that they've won the league for the past sort of 15, 16 years on the trot. Um, Well-organised team, hard to break down. Um, they have lost some key players, as you mentioned, Andrew Hotham, uh, Paul Crowder going to Fife as well, but um, I think they've actually improved. Uh, as you've already said, Tom Parisi uh, looks a top quality player. Um, the addition of Ben Blood at the back as well. Uh, just to kind of shore up uh, the D along with Mark Louis, I think the, the two of them will be your stay-at-home guys. Uh, in terms of additions up front, you've got we Steph Dixon. <laughs> Great um, name, we Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood guy, Steph Dixon. Um, along with, I think, uh, Charles Linglet and Mike Hedden, maybe. Um, so I think they've added a lot of quality up there as well. Uh the only weakness I could possibly think of, again, you've mentioned Hawthorn, um, but other than that, I would say maybe the fact that they've got a tough European schedule uh, with the, um, the Champions Hockey League, obviously. Uh, and I think the importance of having uh, Bounds as well, you know, you've got uh, GB's netminder, he's a top quality goalie, so that frees up another import spot for defence or forward uh, that you would otherwise use for a goalie um, key player I think I'm going to go with Steph Dixon for me um, I just really like his CV and what he could bring uh, and I've gone for Cardiff Devils to win the league finish first that was bang on two minutes I like it I'm going to so you're straight into Coventry then oh yeah so I'm sorry straight into Coventry Unprepared, yeah. Okay. Um, Coventry, Blaze. Good. 
<laughs> young, hungry guys that I brought in. Uh, I, I quite like the look of them. Um, they've went down a, a younger route. I think their average age of the squad is about 25. Um, so that is quite young. So the, maybe the downside of that you could say is that they don't have a lot of experienced guys on the team. Um, obviously just recently signed uh, Michael Wheatman as well, so I'll be looking forward to his brother's meltdown on Twitter uh, at some point during the season. Uh, in terms of forwards, I like the look of uh, Kevin Morris um, and uh, we Sean Polly. <laughs> so they signed Sean Polly. Uh, so at least you know that the cracking tunes in there. Um, so we'll be hoping that the the puck will be stick them like glue. <laughs> <laughs> Belter. Um, no, I, I think so. In terms of weakness, I would go down the route of not having enough experience. Uh, I think Alex Nikiforo. Nick, what's his name? How do you fucking pronounce that? Nikiforic. No, Nikiforic. There we go. So I think he's he's the oldest guy on the team. 34 uh, by, a, by a mile in terms of forwards anyway um, so that's that I'm going to go with my key player will be Nikolai Brynisfin of Norway it's, uh, the, the D-man that they brought in as my boy um, in terms of league position I'll go with I think Coventry will finish ninth. right okay tough act to follow that was good Um my, my first point about them is, uh, yeah, it's Mika Weekman. Um, just kind of jumping about teams a wee bit. Uh, obviously a good goalie, but I rated Kevin Nasty pretty highly, so I think we'll be disappointed not to have him back, but obviously medical reasons uh, counted him out. So uh, a, a decent replacement, but I think a bit of a, a, a hothead at times, as you said, can't wait to see him at head again, getting wound up. Uh, a lot of new young faces, again like you've said, don't want to repeat too much, but I like the look of uh, Justin Hash, uh, or Brown as his nickname is. Uh, I think for a young guy he's got a, a, a good CV um, and just I like his name, so uh, I'm going to go with wee Justin as my key man. Um, Nicky Forrock as well, I, I'd noted him down. He was a, a real arsehole, kind of niggly guy at uh, Nottingham a couple of years ago. Uh, and he definitely doesn't look his age. So, um, a bit of a, a wasp of a player. Um, and then obviously experience of Kevin Noble. Uh, as much as everyone hates him, he, he's, he knows the league. Um, and it's guys like that that will kind of, I think, let everyone know know what's going on at Coventry. So uh, I'm going to go for Coventry to finish ninth is harsh. I'm running out of time. I think I've got five seconds here. Coventry to finish eighth. Just, just squeezing in. Just squeezing in. Uh, that might be bollocks though. Uh, oh, I've thought of something else in Coventry that will eat into my Dundee time, but uh, losing Jordan Petrus, big blow. Oh, yeah. Massive. Uh, I also can't believe that Ross Venus is only, what, 24 or whatever it is. I know, I know. Baby faced. 
Uh, Dundee, so I'm about 30 seconds into this, so I need to be quick. Uh, quite like the look of Dundee, obviously like Pasha, so... Um, always recruits some uh, hidden talent, I think. Um, certainly the keeper's not a hidden talent. Pontus Sjögren, I think he's very experienced, um, could be a game-changer for them. Always seem to uncover a good goalie, so uh, I think he's no different. Um, Defence, Mike Sullivan, a guy that looks older again than he is. Uh, played, I think, with uh, in Italy previously. Uh, I like look at him. Sean Bhutan, we've seen before at Coventry. A pretty mobile defenseman with long, straight black hair. Uh, because that's the kind of memorable stuff for these guys. <laughs> Forwards. A lot of size I'd noted down. Um, Bissonette. Marquardt. Uh, Richie or Ricci. Um, they're all big guys, so a lot of power in there. Um, I think they're maybe dark horses, but... I don't think they'll quite have the depth to compete with the big guys. So I'm going to say, and also defence is pretty young. You never know how that's going to turn up, turn out. But I like Riley Stado last year and he's off to Manchester. So where are Dundee going to finish? Dundee are going to finish ninth. No, they're not. They're going to finish seventh. Seventh? Right, OK. No, they're not. Uh, ninth, sorry. Ninth. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Ninth. <laughs> OK. Uh, OK. Uh, Dundee... Again, I would I would echo your sentiments about uh, Pontus <laughs> Strogan. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, nah, I think you know, just looking at his CV, uh, he's played in the, S, the Swedish Hockey League a good number of times now, um, and obviously the Allsvenskan as well. So he's you know, it's he's, he's his first time. Out, out of Sweden playing, but um, I think his, his stats speak for himself. I think he will be uh, Dundee's key player for me uh, this season. Obviously, our other no, noticeable uh, mentions, I think you mentioned Fabrizio Ricci, um, Matt, um, <coughs> Mark Lad from, was it Coventry they got him from? Yep. Yes, uh, Sheffield, was. Sheffield. Coventry Sheffield. the year before. Fucked it. Right. Um, aye, but again, I mean, yeah, there is there's a lot of size there um, up top, so it'll be interesting to see if Pasha will make himself available uh, in defence again. I don't think he will this time. Um, perhaps if injuries come into effect, then he, you might see him play, but I think he'll be wanting to take more of a, a coaching role this year, given that uh, the standard of the league's improved as well. Um, I think Jonas Sanderson as well, uh, returning back. Um, obviously missed a fair chunk of last season through injury, so hoping uh, if he can stay fit, um, I think he will fit in very well uh, with what they've they've got there. Um, Petar Chalopka as well, Czech Czech guy. Um, most experienced D-man, uh, you would probably say, uh, at the back. So probably to 
give that experience along with probably Sean Button uh, to the younger guys that are in Connor Cox and Dryden Dow. Um, so I think overall, I, again, I would agree with what you said. Will they have uh, enough in the tank to go the distance? Um, I would like to say yes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, and I think Dundee Stars will finish tenth. <laughs> okay, uh, on to um, Fife for you. On to Fife. Where do we start here? Uh, <clears throat> obviously, we know the whole Fife team now. <laughs> nah, we don't. Basically, but but we basically do. Yeah, um, you could just guess. Who else they're going to sing? It'll probably come true. Um, obviously, the addition of uh, Scott Arson uh, is a huge, uh, a huge play for them. Uh, I think, obviously, adding like some Mike Cazola as well from Edinburgh last season, he did really well there, uh, averaging about a point a game uh, on a poor team, getting Paul Crowder from Cardiff as well, uh, as well as obviously keeping. Most most of their forwards that they had from last year, so uh, Danny Gauthier, Chase Shaber, uh, Evan Bloodoff, uh, Carl Finucci. Um So the you know the, these were guys that were already they were already very good. Um, so I think they've they've strengthened again this year, uh, and I think added a wee bit of depth there. So um, I think that'll be good for them. Uh, we got a couple of American D-men, uh, Rick Pinkson and uh, Evan Stofflet, the same today. Um, so I think Stofflet's coming over and he's going to be doing some uni work. Uh, so he's coming in a bit more experience now, he's 34. Uh, looking to give a bit of experience to the back line, um, try and shore up the defence a wee bit. Uh, Shane Owen goal as well, making a comeback. Uh, oh, I think that's. I don't think he's as good as Andy Ailes was, um, if I'm honest. So, um, but we'll see how that goes. Obviously, they've still turned into a backup goaltender as well. Uh, what am I going to say here? Five Flyers. I think overall, I think they're going to improve. I think they could surprise the league a wee bit this year. Um, I'm going to say my player. I'm going to pick out. Who am I going to pick out here? I want to pick out Mike Cazola, I think. I think he's going to have a huge year uh, in terms of points. And I think that Faith Flyers will finish sixth in the league. I, I'll let you away with a wee bit there because I, I didn't have as much to interrupt with. Um, my, my league <laughs> predictions are absolutely all over the place here, but we'll see. Uh, I was caught off guard. Faith, though... Um, Owen, as we know, experienced in the league, good keeper, but yet, is he as good as Isles? Um, who knows? Five seem to kind of overload their starting goalie, though. Um, we've seen that the, the league's maybe potentially coming a, a two-goalie league, so whether uh, that'll come back to bite them, depending on who that second goalie is, though, if it's an import, uh, fair enough. Yep, we know what Arson can do. Uh, Stoffler at Milton Keynes last year. Isaacs. Um, pretty steady so nothing really spectacular there um, but solid I think the, the forwards is really where Fife can hurt teams uh, a lot of points there and uh, retaining 
um, most of most of their top guys, as you've said. I like the look of uh, Bazaraba, great name, um, and obviously Brett Bulmer as well. So if they add a couple of half decent Brits to that, they've got a, a good forward lineup. They they do love a Canadian, um, all yeah. Canadian forwards at the moment. Um, I expect Mackenzie obviously and Buesa etc to slot in there. So, Faith uh, Flyers for me always get that the British player weakness, and I think that potentially stops them getting any further at times. You know they they, they were good last year. Where are they going to finish? I'm struggling here. Uh, I'm going to say they're finishing seventh or ninth. Ninth. No, Dundee are finishing ninth. Next team. Go back this. Next team, Guildford. My kind of uh, other other favourite team, I think, from last year. Uh, I really liked them. And I think that the best thing that they've done is retain their top players and, and add to it. So they're looking pretty ominous to me. Uh, although, are they going to be kind of one-hit wonder type thing? Two good goalies in this league Fullerton especially we've seen in the past couple of years uh, is a thorn in, in the side of most teams and Carozzi did quite well last year for them so I expect they'll split that that workload 50-50 kind of thing uh, Arkerid again is one to watch for me uh, scored a ton of points from defence as well as Jesse Craig so they'll be marked men next year yeah, and then looking at their forwards, you've got Kevin King from Milton Keynes, who's a top player, uh, and then obviously John Dunbar. And I think don't overlook the signing of Eric Lindhagen from Nottingham. Really good utility player. Uh, who knows the league? Guildford, for me, are finishing sixth. Okay. They're finishing sixth. Right. Over to yeah. you for Manchester. No, you're not. You're still with Guildford. <laughs> still I've with got Guildford. your format. Carry on. So. No worries. Uh, yep. I mean, again, I'll just echo what you've said about um, Akrad and, and Jesse Craig obviously providing a lot of points um, in terms of assists uh, from the back <clears throat> last season. Uh, I think they will come back to the pack a wee bit. I just, I mean, if, if they come up with the same points this season then you know they'll be they'll be absolutely incredible but um yeah I just I think <clears throat> the points will be shared out a wee bit more I think this season. So again just yeah looking at that um Chris Carosi and Travis Fuller not two you know you, you would say they were they would be two starters um in the league for me. Um so that obviously get a couple of really good goaltenders in there. Um in terms of new guys that they've brought in, let me see. Evan Janssen. I think Evan Janssen is potentially, you know, he's just he's not that long out of uni. Um, but we've seen it time and time again. Uh, these guys that come here and uh, just kind of seem to set the league on fire and he's perhaps built in the same mould as that. Uh, so I think he could be one to watch. Uh, obviously, they've kept John John Dunbar, uh, Kevin King, Cruz Reddick, 
So they've got that that sort of core of players there that have looked good uh, last season. So they'll be looking to build on it. I just think that they will come back to the pack a wee bit. If I was to pick a player out, I mean it's got it's got to be um, Carl Ackerd for me, just in terms of what he, what he brings uh, as a whole to the team. Um, you know, if if he goes down, then they could potentially struggle a wee bit. But uh, no, I just really like the look at him. Um, so for overall, I'm going to say your boys Guildford. Uh, we're going to finish eighth, but I think it'll be a comfortable eighth, and they'll see themselves in the playoffs. All right, um, Manchester Storm. Manchester Storm. Okay. Uh, oh, I think Finney's probably had a difficult off season uh, for me. I think he's done well to keep looking off at, at, at the Storm, considering I think he was ready to retire. Um, so I think they've done well to keep a hold of him, uh, and obviously Mike Hammond. Uh, I think that was the the two main ones, the two big ones um, that they had to keep really. Uh, Dane Byers, Shane Backer, your two nuisance guys there back. Um, so I think he's done well in uh, keeping those guys there. Obviously losing uh, Pitt and Becker um, to up here, so that that you know that's that's a huge uh, a huge loss um, either way. Um, so I think, from that point of view, uh, just looking at the guys they've brought in, I think Logan McMillan, uh, a potential good utility player, could play as a forward or as a defenseman. Um, again, lots of good experience played throughout throughout the world. Obviously, he's uh, played with, with Nottingham before, so uh, <laughs> a good utility player to have. Uh, Definitely, I think so. And obviously, the addition of uh, Felix Poulin, um to the back to the back line. Uh, to, speaking of of netminders, obviously Matt Ginn uh, joined alongside Jindrik Passel. I think those two are going to be uh, top, a couple of top top quality goaltenders. Obviously, it's going to be. Uh, difficult to pick to pick a starter out of that. Um, in terms of key player for me, it's got to be Mike Hammond. Can't really be anybody else. Uh, again, it's another young team. Average age about twenty five and a half. Don't know if they've still to make maybe one or two more signs. But I think they're finished. Am I? Well, yes. you probably are, and I think they maybe are as well. Uh, where did you finish? Seventh. Seventh, right, okay. Um, just looking at Manchester, just when you think about Pitt and Becca in there, they had some group of forwards. Yeah. Um, really good. Uh, but yeah, this year I think those two keepers, um, Paco ha- has played obviously before, Jin was not seen, so... But again, going with two, two import keepers. Um, so, unknown yet how those two will get on. Uh, I think having Earhart and Springer back is uh, key for them. Uh, again, Poulin 
and Stadel, who I quite liked last year. Uh, only small, but um, pretty offensive guy. So there's a lot of points in that defence, I think. Um, Forwards-wise, yeah, you've got to look at Hammond again. Uh, although whether he can keep up the scoring that he has the past couple of years, we'll see. Uh, Moffat was a kind of Brendan Connolly type agitating guy who who still did rack up the points. And then uh, keeping the backer and Dane Byers is, is big for them. Will they be as effective as they were last year? Maybe not, but I think you always have to look at that small rink. Um, and it's such an advantage. For me, I'm going to have Manchester finishing. And I'm going to go through my table at the end here, because I think I've made an arse of it. But for just now, I'm having Manchester finishing fifth. Okay. On to Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, for me, it's a bit harder to, to comment on them. I think they've probably been one of the slower recruiters in off-season. They go under the radar a wee bit with Guildford in terms of their social media and stuff. Their main man, I think, is going to be the keeper, Killeen. A great CV. And I think he's probably going to be very busy. Uh, so he's the main man for me. I like the look of Ryan Lannan, although he's a bit older. Uh, great experience played in good leagues so he could be the, the go-to guy at the back there um, and then forwards they've raided Sheffield a wee bit with Eric Neely who was a, a fan's favourite at Sheffield I think they've managed to talk him out of retirement somehow so he'll be good for them uh, and then Tim Wallace as we've said is he going to have a a better year than was expected last year um, they'll certainly hope so at the moment only 2, 3, 6 10 forwards are they, are they going to assign any more or just run with the 3 lines um, maybe the depth a bit of a weakness but for me I think they'll struggle um, I think the loss of Pete Russell is probably quite a big one although this guy Doug McIsaac and a, a, a top coach to bring in I think to this league but uh, we'll see. For me, uh, they're finishing bottom of the league. Oof. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously, as you mentioned, the new coach uh, taking over from Pete Russell. So he's going down a, a route of having a full new roster, it seems, with the exception of, obviously, Eric Neely that you've mentioned, uh, Tim Wallace from, from Sheffield, as well as a, a few others, Cole Shudra. Uh, guys that have played in the league before uh, not too many others have so I think we saw that last year it doesn't really work well um, to begin with obviously it's a different coach and he's got different methods and stuff so we need to wait and see how, how that comes about um, yeah I think for me in terms of key players I would go with um, your netminder um, Patrick Killeen as well uh, again you you know, you, you've said it as well, CV speaks for itself. Um, really good netminder, it seems, and I think they will probably need it um, for this season. Uh, uh, I don't know, it's difficult. There's a couple of 24-year-old guys they've got in defence, Clay Anderson and Nelson Armstrong. Um, so 
you know they're young, so obviously we don't really know too much about them. Uh, whether they're going to come in and, and you know settle in straight away kind of remains to be seen. Obviously, Ryan Lannan's your big your big D man. Um, solid, solid as a rock. It seems a uh, couple of Czech guys in as well. Um, they look pretty tough, so um, maybe going down going down that route. I do think we will sign a couple others uh, in time for the start of the season. Not sure, but again, it's just that sort of question of do they have the guys that have that have played enough in the league um, before? And I would argue no. In terms of a key player, yeah, you probably see Colleen or um, probably Eric Neely now. I would say um, as a recent signing, I think he will bring a a good bit of experience to um, to that forward line. Uh, where are they going to finish in the league? Uh, I've got them finishing last as well. All right, Nottingham Panthers. Yep. Uh, sorry, Milton, but that's just the way it is. Nottingham Panthers. So again, starting off with the netminder Michael Garnet, uh, another terrific CV. Um, this guy, you know, he's, he's been about, again, he's played a good handful of seasons in the KHL, I think, maybe even more. Um, top save percentages as well in that league, so uh, half a season in the NHL as well, I think, um, with Atlanta Thrashers back in the day. So, <clears throat> we know that this guy can play, it's just... Obviously, you know, get injured again last season. Um, is he going to stay? Is he going to stay fit the full season? Um, just remains to be seen. But I think he is. He is a top goalie. There's no doubt about that. Going on their their defence a wee bit. Difficult to say. They've got a lot of big guys in there as well. Um, I think the additions of Tim Billingsley. Um, no, sorry, he played there last year when I thought about A couple of other guys that they've brought in. Uh, big Tam Hughes at the back. Um, just Again, just a sort of big solid demon. And sort of let the forwards do the talking. I think the forward line is absolutely incredible, it looks like, on paper. Um, maybe with the, excep- the exception of Jacob Doty, but we'll forgive him that. Um, in terms of key players, you know, you take your pick, really. Uh, I think Tyler Biggs, I think he'll be um, he'll be really good, I think, in this league. Um, Justin Kovacs as well. Um, again, Luke Pither, I think he was a, a really important re-signing for them. Um, I think he was a fan's favourite as well towards the end of the year. Uh, when they brought him, when he, sorry, when they brought him in sort of later on in the year. Um, he came in, settled right away, and, you know, he, he played really well for them. Uh, so, again, it just remains to be seen. Obviously, they've had a good start so far, but can they keep it going for the rest of the season? Um, I would have to say that they probably will, and I've got them finishing second. For me, yeah, the goal is... Garnett, good keeper, but last year they had that tandem of him and Galbraith, so 
Um, we'll see how he gets on. As probably the the starter for seventy eighty percent of the games, although Gospel's a a good backup. Um, Tommy Hughes, you mentioned that I'd also picked him out. Um, I think he might be one of their their go to guys at the back. A lot of size, just general in the team. Always do sign well, Nottingham. Um, look great on paper, as you've said. But um, the forwards for me, Perlini, Pither, two two big guys to bring back. Um, with the experience, you never know how the the big names are going to fit in as well. But uh, for me, John Rowe, uh, is there kingpin player I think I think he's going to be uh, dynamite as they say so I, I'm picking him out as their top forward I think Doty's going to have a good season I hate to say it I've just got a feeling I would just uh, be like I think we're going to see the, the best of Jacob Doty um, but yeah for me uh, they're going to have a, a good season but can they catch Cardiff do they have the experience to get over the line not quite again. Second for me. Okay. Final team, Sheffield Steelers. The main weakness, just to dive straight in there, I think is inexperience of the league. Only one returning import, uh, Matheson, albeit as, as good as he is. Uh, that's that's difficult. I think it's always nice to have, to have some knowledge of players and stuff. So no experience really of the league other than the Brits. Um, Jackson Whistle, good goalie, but just never sure if he's going to do it consistently enough. Um, they need him to, I think. Uh, like like the size that they've got at the back. Um, Martinelli, I think, is a good signing. Be a, a bit of a loss for Belfast. Um, and also Johnson, Aaron Johnson, good CV. Uh, bit older, but again... Um, you need these experienced guys forwards I think Evan McGrath is going to be their main man um, played in good leagues um, and probably their top line centre so they'll be relying on him for points uh, and then also interesting to see how the, the Rupert brothers got on together uh, just cool to have twins I guess in the same team um, and Jesse Owens in a sort of agitator role uh, in terms of finishing position, I'm going to give them fourth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I would echo what you said about Jackson Wilson and goals. Um, Kai there on a regular basis. Bad day, you know, he's, yeah, he's a decent enough backup to have, but if you're Sheffield Steelers, you're maybe perhaps a wee bit worried about that position. Um, again, like you say, Mark, uh, Mark Matheson's only uh, returning import for Sheffield, so um, that could potentially be an issue. But um, they do have they have seen guys that have played in the league before. Obviously, you mentioned Martinelli at the back. Uh, obviously, Della Rivera for us uh, a short period. Um, Chris Lawrence as well been about a bit. So they have guys there that that, have, that, that know the league. Uh, it can help. The other ones coming in, perhaps. Uh, obviously, you know, really good standard of Brit players. Um, a lot of brothers, actually, in this team, I've just noticed. Um, you've got the Rupert brothers, the Whistle brothers, 
and the Phillip brothers and the Chuckle brothers. No, I'm joking. R.I.P. If, uh, so, if the Phillips were actually brothers, then uh, <laughs> that would they definitely picked them based on family. <coughs> of course, David's brother does actually play for Guildford, but I realise I'm interrupting yes. your, your time, so carry on. Not at all. That's fine. Uh, so I inject a wee bit of power in it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so, and obviously they've signed Scott Pitt's brother, Josh. Um, <laughs> Oh, Obviously the, the shiter of the two. Yeah. Um, no, but I, yeah, again it does, you know, there's not really that experience there um, overall, I would say. Uh, you're relying on a lot of these younger guys coming in. Um, obviously Justin Buzio uh, and Della Rivera, you would argue you're probably your most experienced imports. Uh, out front other than Nevin McGrath I think he as you say I think he will be their, their top sort of player um, top line centre uh, and he's my key player for for Sheffield this coming season um, and like you also I've got him finishing fourth Alright then so that, that's us going through the teams I'd just like to uh, quickly run over my table since it was all over the place uh, yep. before we finish um, uh, I've made a number of changes and this is probably still not right um, I've got Cardiff top Nottingham second Belfast third Sheffield fourth Manchester five Fife six Clan seventh Coventry no, that's bollocks. Clan 7th. Guildford 8th. Coventry 9th. Dundee 10 And Milton Keynes 11. Right, okay. I, I kind of got lost there halfway through as well, but... No, sorry. Um, right, mine's just pretty similar. It's mainly the middle of the table that's, uh, I think, where we differ. So I've got Cardiff, uh, Nottingham, Belfast... Sheffield, and then I've got Clan at five. Uh, Fife, Manchester, Guildford, Coventry, Dundee, and Milkins. I mean, if any, if either of those tables are correct at the end, then we deserve then, handsome, handsome financial reward. We do from every team and the league. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so I think that's probably a good place to to finish off. Um, that was our four-minute team previews. Um, a lot of shite talked in there, especially from me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so next time we get together, I'm on, obviously, holiday for the next couple of weeks, so um, you could record yourself if you wanted. Uh, nobody's going to stop you. Well, maybe I've already guessed. Uh, yeah, um, but no. So two games at the weekend that will be good. You you'll see those. I'm disappointed to be missing them. Um, but next time that we we do record, I think we'll have a a good idea what's 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 ahead of us. Um, so positive, feeling positive, and uh, yeah, let's see what happens this year. That's it.
nothing more to say. Enjoy your holiday, sir. Thank you very much. Um, we'll thank- see you in about half an hour, but yeah, enjoy your holiday. Thanks, everyone, for turning up. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, please send us your comments and criticism to the various social media platforms and we'll send, send it to at, five, uh, at five flyers <laughs> yes indeed and it, was, ounces. it was inevitable you were going to say that um, yeah so thanks for turning up and uh, hope you enjoyed it and speak to you next time see you later